We are coming in hot. The podcast. Welcome to Coming In Hot. Thank you live from Airplay Beats for the intro music. We are recording live from Darling New Media Studios in Midtown Sac. All right, guys. Now get ready for this one. We got a living legend in the building. We got former MLB All-Star, Sacramento native, Greg Vaughn is in the building. What's up, man? Hey, I appreciate you. What is going on? Now, I see in the background here, we got a big floss on here on the Zoom. We on the golf course. Mr. Yeah, Vaughn, so we, we know your day is going great because you're out there on the golf course, on the golf court, in the golf cart. How is your day, Mr. Vaughn? Hey, you said it right. You know, we got a good, you know, I'm on the golf course. You know, the sun's up. I woke up, did a little CrossFit this morning, and now I'm on the golf course relaxing, you know, you know for a good cause. So, yeah, I can't complain about anything. Oh, that's beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. Okay, so let's take it back. Born in Sacramento, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah, raised in the view, Meadowview. Oh, okay, Meadowview in the building. My 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 uh, mom's side of the family's from out there. So, how how was it growing up in South Sac? Um, when when did you grow up? Seventies, eighties. So you want to tell my age? I graduated in '83. I'm old. I'm old now. You know what I mean? I graduated high school that is in '83. So yes, yeah, 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 yeah. I wouldn't trade my time or you know the way I grew up or where I grew up or anything in the world. I think you know that's what shaped me. You know that's who you know my village looked like society. You know we had black, we had brown, we had Asian, we had uh, uh, people from you know Indian, Indian, all types of descent, Samoans. Uh-huh. If, so you know my my, my village was like. Uh, you know what society is, and uh, like I said, even from the you know from the the law or the police, they, you know, I've had people that were, you know, Hispanic, mm-hmm. Asian, uh, African American, you know, principals, teachers, counselors, you know, everybody shaped me into, you know, I guess you know a former MLB baseball player. Yes, yes. So. You know, like I'm, I'm from uh, North Sac, Strawberry Manors, uh, by DPH. You know what I mean? There What's wasn't up? a lot of baseball, Greg. How did yeah. you get? <laughs> how did you get into baseball? Because I didn't get into baseball until probably seventh, eighth grade, um, over in the Thomas Pony leagues. How did you get into baseball, especially growing up in South Sac? You know, I, I know a lot of people are trying to be basketball players, football players. How did you settle on baseball? Well, I, I think I settled on baseball because uh, everyone told me to quit playing baseball and concentrate on football because I was a better mm. football player. <laughs> so for me, it was it was easy. It was uh, unlike people to tell me what I can do and not do. And, uh, you know, at that point in time, I was thinking about longevity, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and I went to the University of Miami. And when I got there, like I said, the guys there at the University of Miami, mm-hmm. hey, man, they, they were built different, dude. They, it was, <laughs> you know, like I said, they were 18, 17, 18-year-old grown men. You know what I yes. mean? I went to the U with Michael Irvin, Malza mm-hmm. Highsmith, the Blades brothers. So for me, it was a situation where someone said I should quit playing because I was a better uh, 
football player, and I don't like anyone to tell me what I can do or not do. So mm-hmm. for me, it was uh, Airport Little League. But back then, yeah, you know, I don't know Ricky Jordan, I don't know Warren, I know everybody from DPH. You know, mm-hmm. uh, the Roger brothers. You know, I mean, my 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 grandfather lived off and great grandfather lived off May Street. You know, okay. the Johnsons lived out there. So, you know, we we have a ton of family out there, and uh, those are all good times, man. Like I mm-hmm. said, I think. Uh, the thing that's missing now is, you know, the lack of respect of our youth or people have for people. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't say just our youth, but people have for people because uh, I wouldn't trade it. No, it's a hey, DPH, just like many of you, you know, it's hard working middle-class people. Everybody mm-hmm. went to work every day. Everybody took care of their families. And, and I, like I said, I wouldn't trade it. I went to Kennedy. I went over the hill and see how, you know, the other side lived. And uh, <laughs> like I said, I, and, 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 and like I said, they, Kennedy, I wouldn't trade that either because mm-hmm. it allowed my my inner self to grow and know there were other opportunities and bigger mm-hmm. opportunities and to dream big. And I had, you know, from James Rucker to Sam Pinnell to, like I said, my mom, my grandmother, my uncles, I mean, neighbors, yes. you know, every, everyone played a part in it. You know, Miss Thompson, John Sloat Elementary School, mm-hmm. you know, the principal. And, and, and like I said, I, you know, seeing my heroes and, go and have opportunities and come home. Mm-hmm. I knew if they can send some of my heroes home, they can send me home. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I just try to do the right thing. It doesn't mean I do the right thing. It doesn't mean I don't have my faults. It doesn't mean that I'm perfect. It means I was in the right place at the right time. And, you know, God gave me an ability to be able to adapt a little bit, but, you know, I had some luck on my side too. Yes. Yes. Um, so, what was the difference, you know, because Kennedy's in Greenhaven, which, you know, like you said, is over the hill. Like, what was the difference? Because, I, I you know, like I'm over here, Strawberry Manors. I, I moved to Westgate, but I went to school at Mariloma. So it was like my mom, you know, like we're in Grant School District. My mom was like, you ain't going to Grant. We moved to Westgate. I'm in Rio Linda School District. And she's right. like, you ain't going to Rio Linda. So we got to figure it out. So I go to Carmichael to, you know, go to high school, play basketball, baseball, soccer. And, you know, it was a culture shock. You know, like I was just like, oh, shoot, like what what did I get myself into? Because, you know, elementary school all the way through, you know, like I'm around black people, of course, Hispanics, and now I'm going to a place where there's majority white people. So was that kind of the same uh, journey that you went through coming from Meadowview and over to Kennedy? You know, I I think South Sac, you know, it's a little – it could be the same, but I think it was a little different because, like I said, our village had all those people in it. Okay. You know, like I said, it was middle class, but I think, you know, the parents and the successfulness of the family background and dynamic was a lot different. You know, they had two parents at home, our mom had stayed at home, Why? you know, we had two parents and everybody had to grind. Or, you, mm-hmm. or, you know, you came from a, a divorce household where you watch your mom grind and hopefully your dad played a part of it. And the rest of the family, you picked up the pieces, you know. So mm-hmm. for me, it wasn't that hard of a transition because, you know, like my mom said, hey, people are people. You look at people, you treat people with respect. You treat them like you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I was lucky enough to to endure that during my my time growing up, you know, during my high school years. You know, it was, it was an easy transition for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I knew there was a difference though. You know, like I said, you know, even with all the craziness that was been going on in the world, you know, the last couple of years, three or four years, mm-hmm. I knew where I could go and not go. I knew where I was welcome and not welcome. I'm not going to say I was blind or didn't think that didn't exist because I knew it existed. Mm-hmm. I just didn't let that be an excuse for me not to be successful. Yeah, that's, that's, you, you worded that correctly. <laughs> what? <laughs> so you, so after Kennedy, do you, do you go to Miami? You're a hurricane, right? Yeah, oh yeah, I'm the you man. All Take right. away chain. Yeah, know? that's what's up. <laughs> but you know, I, you know, I went to Sac City first because, like I said, I, I had to. You know, I was just a football player that played baseball. Okay. But like I said, but like I said, we played all three every day, all day long. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Every day, all day long. White, black, Hispanic, Asians, uh, Middle Eastern. It, it didn't matter. We all got along and we played. You know, we we played all day long, every single day. Yeah, and so you go to the U. Um, do they give you a scholarship? Okay. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, okay. I can go three thousand miles away, <laughs> you know, and not have a full ride. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you know, I I look forward to those. Uh, I look forward to those. Uh, how do you say it? Those those boxes from the family, you know, with mm. all the the treats and the snacks. Mm-hmm. Even though I was on a meal, you know, like I said, I was the only one there out of state, basically. No. no I, I had other guys on the team that were out of state, but to have a full ride. And, uh, you know, I, like I said, my, my, my mom, my grandmother, my family, family dynamic and uncles and aunts and friends. And, mm-hmm. and like I said, they prepared us for the world. They weren't, you know, growing up and playing sports, but just being part of a life lesson. It yes. wasn't, you know, play a sport or I'm entitled to something. It was, you still, you know, you have to learn to get along with people, you, you know, you know, see the world, see different things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, use baseball as a tool to do that. I think that's what I try to explain to kids. You know, everybody's not going to make it, but if you can use it to go in an IA, Division three, two, one, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, but you, you, minor league ball, you know, let it be a, a tool or an avenue for you to be able to experience things you wouldn't be able to experience. You know what I mean? And, and get it, and get it, and also to be able to get an education so you can you know, uh, you know, provide a better lifestyle for yourself mm-hmm. family and, and, and those type of things Let baseball just be a tool, mm-hmm. you know, don't, but it's not the number one tool. Okay. You know, you, you know what I mean? It was, it was just another Avenue to be able to take care of the finances to go to school. Mm. And so after college, you're drafted to where you drafted to the Padres or are there minor league? How, how did it, how did you get to the MLB? Well, in 1986, I was the fourth player picked in the draft. Okay. And and I spent my first eight years in Milwaukee, the next three in San Diego. And then I, you know, you do everything right, I think, you're what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and I was the first person ever to hit 15 home runs and get traded. So mm. that, you know, I, I, but once again, I was prepared for that. I knew we had to be, different yes you know it's funny you talked about carmichael you know i i played in the police athletic league and uh and all my kids and everyone they heard the story a million times but you know i played for the south sack jets and we're playing the dolphins i think in carmichael mm-hmm. and the police athletic league but it, it was a it was the all-star game 
and I rushed for like 200. I ran a kickoff back. I caught a pass from the quarterback and ran it in mm-hmm. four touchdowns and I get co-MVP. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> and I'm co with the quarterback that threw me the ball for a touchdown, you know, mm-hmm. I get co-MVP and I'm like, my grandma says, good job. You know, my mom, good job. And, and I was like, good job. This is not fair. I'm not co-MVP. Mm-hmm. My grandmother said, pick your lip up off the ground mm. and let's go eat. But I'm going to tell you something. You made it too close. I was like, grandma, it wasn't too close because I did X, Y, Z and he did this. And we got killed. I'm going to say it again, Greg, Greg, you made it too close. And I was like, grandma, she goes, hey, I was the you know, first female supervisor at the Army Depot. African American. Mm-hmm. So not only did I have most, of, I had basically all the men that didn't respect me or like me because at that time women weren't supposed to have those positions. And so she said, I don't want to hear about fair or what's right or what's wrong. Separate yourself from so, 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 so separate yourself from uh, separate yourself from everybody else. So it's not close. Mm-hmm. So she said, whether it's school, whether it's life lessons, whether it's your job and, and playing a sport again, I knew that I had to be a little bit, I don't want to use the word elite, but I had to be a little bit better than some other people. Yeah. To have for my opportunities. Yes. You know, and, and, you know, and I, I say that to my kids and, you know, cause you know, kids nowadays growing up where they grew up, until this, like I said, the last two or three years, they didn't experience that. Mm-hmm. They didn't know what that was. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. They didn't know what that was. Oh, dad, you crazy. That don't happen. Not even, oh, you know, now it's like, hey, if you if you get pulled over, if something happens, you know, FaceTime, mm-hmm. tell them you're not going, tell them you're not running, call 911, do whatever you have to do, but just go on a you know, uh, let everyone know where you're going mm-hmm. and get to a lighted public area. Yes. You know what I mean? Because, you know, and, and to see what has transpired over our nation over the last three or four years, uh, they understand it. They, 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 they understand it now. But at the same time, I see their friends that, that went to, you know, school with them and the way they, they do things, you know, it, it was beautiful to see the, uh, protest and see all the different races and mm-hmm. ethnicities uh, coming together and, and and making a difference because one, one thing about you know I, I don't want to say our millennials they might not know how to change oil or take out the garbage or do stuff like that but they will stand for a cause you know yes. what I mean so yes. so you know it's funny you know I had friends you know that, that would say I mean when I say friends I mean girls I went out with buddies, you know, you know, when Kaepernick was saying what he said, saying to me, what do you guys want? You know, that's not right. He shouldn't be doing that. I'm like, what do you mean he shouldn't be doing it? Hey, everybody died on that flag. There's a lot of people that died on that flag for him to be able to express speech. And they said, well, they shouldn't do it at the workplace. You know, what other, what other platform do we have? Yes. You know what I mean? They're not going to call us for a meeting. I never got a call. Mm-hmm. I, you know, they never said, Greg, you did too good. So we have to trade you, you know, <laughs> and then they, you know, they, they just, I, it is what it is, you mm-hmm. know, and for people to think that there's not a difference, 
you know, it's sad to say, especially after what we went through, you know, and it's sad to say that, you know, just because we were protesting that we were the ones looting and causing all these problems because mm. the real protesters weren't doing that. Yes. And, and, and like I said, we, we all seen it firsthand at the Capitol. We private protests. We seventeen football fields away. Mm-hmm. They can open the front door. So yeah. you know what I mean. It, 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 there is a difference, and people don't want to hear it. But you know, I lost some friends over it. People, like I said, I dated some of these girls that didn't understand. Well, he shouldn't be saying at this time. I'm like, you tell us what other times it, we get to say it. Yes, yes. And, and what did he, what did he say that was wrong? Mm-hmm. It was never about the police, but, you know, when people create confusion, they hear what they want to hear. The news and the media, they portray what they want to portray. Mm-hmm. But evidently, they didn't see the Rangers standing behind them. They tell them it wasn't about the military or the police. It was about what was really going on in society. Mm-hmm. And and how many deaths later did it come to the forefront? And how many deaths are still are still happening that is coming to the forefront? Yeah, like day. I said, I, yeah. I've I've never seen a person of color make a citizen's arrest. <laughs> you, you know, and I don't know what I'd do if some random citizen just walked up to me with a gun, talking about he's going to arrest me for what? You yeah. know, you, you, you know, and uh, and like I said, I, I you know, if you take the crimes and apples for apples, there's a big difference. These these crimes. I mean, whether they were they had a record or didn't have a record, it doesn't mean they deserve to die. Mm-hmm. Yes, you, you, you know. So that's the part that I think people are, are realizing. And, and and like I said, you know, Chief Han, who's a good friend of mine, you know, grew mm-hmm. up in in Old Park. You know, he is handling it like a professional. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. He's not. He's not out here shooting rubber bullets and creating more chaos. You know, right. he's out here. De- de- we're de-escalating instead of escalating the situation. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what people need to understand. But th- this is a problem that in America, and it's a problem in the world that needs to be fixed. And you know, uh, I have a lot. You know, I went to Kennedy. I have a lot of Asian friends, and all the Asian hate. You yes. know, that's going on now. So, uh, so I think people are realizing that it's true, but still some don't want to hear it, whether they're in the church, not mm-hmm. in the church, mm-hmm. you know, some live for the tie. Some say they're Christians, some do the right thing. Some don't, you know, but it, you know, everything has a limitation to, to it, so to speak, yeah. you know, you know, people are going to do what they feel is right for them and, and call it whatever they need to call it to justify it. Yeah. And is is this something you know, because I, I can only imagine, you know, in the in the 80s, um, basket, or baseball was, you know, I think it was more it was a more white sport back then. Like, how did you, like, navigate, you know, like, it, it seems like, you know, they're trying to get us black folks back into the baseball, you know, like, because when, when I, like I said, when I grew up, there wasn't too many you know, black folks playing baseball. And then when you played, was was it during that era where, you know, people were still smoking in the clubhouse and, you know, had oh, the oh, big yeah, chew yeah, in their yeah, mouth? Yeah, and, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah, 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 it was. But I, I have to say something, though. When I grew up, like I said, whether it was black, white, Hispanic, we did it all. Basketball, baseball, and football. Okay. Like the airport, airport little league. So, I mean, I have just as many 
there were more blacks playing it in Little League than whites in my than my area. Okay. But but even when I went to the big leagues, every team had six or seven African American or people of color playing. Mm-hmm. So it was a situation where we really don't have that now. You know what I mean? And that's what we're trying to get back. You okay. know, we had the game at Rayleigh Field the other day. You know, with uh, Jerry Manuel's uh, baseball academy and school out there, where he does a phenomenal job of, uh, you know, teaching these kids and giving them the opportunity not to learn baseball, but to have the opportunity to go to school and put them in situations where they can get scholarships and move on to the next level. Because, uh, you know, we do it in Latin America, we do it all over the place, mm-hmm. but we don't do it here for us. And, you know, out where I live and, you know, where we move to out of our neighborhoods, mm-hmm. you know, the, you know, it costs three, four hundred dollars for you to, you know, for one kid. I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you. She's gonna be like, "Great, cool." <laughs> Coming to hobby, like, what we need him on the air for? You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. You, you know, yeah, you, you know. But it, all of us played it, and we did it, and we. But it, but like I said, it was it was so much different because now some teams don't have any. Some one, some teams have one. Mm-hmm. A lot of teams have no coaches, and you know when I played. You know, I had, you know, whether it was Ricky Henderson, Dave Stewart, Mike Felder, Dave Parker, Willie Randolph. Mm-hmm. You know, we every team had five, six, seven, eight. And it was like a family reunion. As soon as you walk through spring training, you, you have 14 of us conjugate, hey, you need something to eat, you know where to go. Yeah. You know, Joe Carter, everybody took care of everybody, you know, mm-hmm. and it was, but, and they always said, do not mess up your money. Do not do the wrong thing. Do not, until you get a situation where you can be outspoken and mm-hmm. speak your mind. You will never have 100% backing, but you will be able to do it because of the contract status. And if you're putting up numbers, they will tolerate it for a little while. You know what I mean? But if you're not putting up numbers, mom's, you know, mom's the word. You can't say a word. <laughs> no. Don't say boo. Yeah. You know, as long, as long as you're producing and doing what you are paid to do, you know, it was, you know, do your job, be seen and not heard. Mm-hmm. But when you make your money, you can, you can say and, and be a little bit more outspoken about issues or causes, what you think is right or wrong, you know, it, and that was the case in me, to me when case in point, when I got traded to Cincinnati, like I said, first person ever to hit 50 home runs and get traded. I did everything I, I could do to stay. That's you know, crazy. And, he, and the late Tony Gwynn, who was a good friend of mine, mm-hmm. you know, uh, rest in peace, you know, he, yes. you know, t- Tony did everything the right way and, that, that, that time he he was hot. Fans in San Diego were hot because they, they didn't understand it. But that All Star game and my grandmother saying, "I'll make it too close." I was prepared for anything. I didn't have to agree with it. I didn't have to like it. Mm-hmm. I was prepared for. It. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, you know, not to change subjects or anything, but uh, you know, I have. You know, some friends that have, you know she has a partner and this and that. And you know, the question was. What do you guys want? I was like, excuse me? Mm-hmm. This is different. What do you guys want? I said, uh, the same thing you wanted mm-hmm. to be able to marry whoever you wanted to marry, to get what job you ever wanted to have, to be able to have kids, to be able to do the same things you did and not have bias held against us or uh, be taunted or disrespected. That's all we want. We yes. wouldn't ask for anything for free, but just give it. Just give us the same opportunities mm-hmm. to 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 have, and at the same jobs to be able to go to the same places, do the same things that that you do. And 
her being Caucasian and her partner understanding that, she goes, oh, I never looked at it that way. Hmm. I said, well, that's the way you should look at it. Next yes. time someone asks, says something, say, you know what? I can understand what they're fighting for because we had to fight for that for us. When you talk about two Caucasian women that mm-hmm. wanted to spend their life together, mm-hmm. wanted to marry, you know, it's, I'm not asking for anything different. Mm-hmm. You, you know, we have people that die for that flag and those stars too. Yes. You know, both my grandfathers are in the service. You know, so and cousins and nephews and relatives. So, you know, we we all have fought for this country. So, you know, why can't we be treated the same way? Yes. Yes. Um, I'm by. I'm I'm biased. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's, that's great, Greg. Um, give me give me a good uh, story of of a career. Like, give me give me one of those those uh, memorable ones. And you know, like. This this isn't a PG story, but we ain't trying to get you in trouble either, Greg. So, <laughs> so, so, so I'll, I'll stick to ballpark stuff. I was, I was, I was, no locker room or after the game. There you stuff. go. So I'll, I'll keep him on that. But you know, even when I got traded in, uh, Mark Shot had just got reenlisted, I think, from her suspension for dropping the big N word. Mm. Now I got to go to Cincinnati. You know what I mean? And, and it was some of the most fun I've ever had playing baseball. And the first thing she says to me, the first thing she ever said to me was, Greg, this is my shot, honey. You know, congratulations. You just got traded to Cincinnati. It's five o'clock in the morning. Our time. I'm like, first of all, it's five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I, they told me I wasn't getting traded and I get traded. And then you tell me I got to shave my goatee. And I'm like, you know, at the time I'm like, get your players back. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I get, because, you traded for me, and but I had a little bit of that juice or power at the time to be able to say I was not coming. Okay. And and, and next thing you know, fans of Cincinnati said, hey, he can have a goatee, and it changed, you know, baseball forever, you know, being able to have, allowing us to express ourselves and be who we wanted to be. You know, mm-hmm. my, my kids never see me without a without a goatee. Mm-hmm. You, you, you know what I mean? Uh Shoot, I haven't seen myself without one since my rookie year. You know what I mean? And it was, and but you know, in hindsight, being you know the age that I am now, out of respect to all the people before me, you know Joe Morgan and Dave Parker, the Big Red Machine, and all Tony Perez and all those guys, mm-hmm. what they went through, I probably would shave it if I was this age and got traded, opposed to being, you know, in my. Uh, you know, the early 30s opposed mm-hmm. to being, you know, where I'm at right now. Like, just yeah. out of respect to the players before me mm-hmm. and to pay homage to them and, you know, out of respect because rules are rules. And, but at the same time, you know, the freedom of choice and expression. Yes. But still, I was playing a game that was taking care of me and my family. And it was an honor, not a privilege to play baseball. Mm-hmm. It was an honor to play baseball. You know, baseball didn't owe me anything, so I probably would have did it different being this age. Okay. You know, so, uh, but, you know, that being said, you know, that's that, that's just one of them. But, you know, I mean, there's so many good times, man. Like I said, it's uh, baseball has treated me good. You know, I, I, I'm just disappointed that we don't have a lot of people of color or little leagues that are still being maintained you know, and, and given the opportunity mm-hmm. for, for our kids to have numerous choices of things to do instead of just 
like you said, being a rapper, basketball player, or football player. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, so you know, so my message is to the kids, you know, be whatever you want to be, but be the best and go out there and own your brand. Just don't be your brand. Have higher expectations. Yes. Own your brand. You know, I have my own wine out now, you know, 23wines.com, you know, right. you know, and, and, and I never thought I would own my own wine. You know, I have wellness centers here and in Vegas, you know, so, mm. so I, you know, I'm trying to give, provide jobs. I own property on, on Del Paso Boulevard, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm fighting, I'm fighting with the people, well, four women or five women that don't want me to do what I'm doing to the building, but it's like they want to keep us down or the city that makes us, jump through hoops. You know, we're the mm-hmm. capital of California. How can, and this is no disrespect because I love Cincinnati, I love Milwaukee, but I also love how they continue to grow. Mm-hmm. And, and with, with infrastructure, jobs, and restaurants, and, and, and turn themselves into these cities. And like I said, you go to MetaView or DPH, and, and you know, for me to redo my building, I got to tear up half the road and, and pay for the road, yes. put in curbs and sidewalks, but and you have a lot of people that want to have the illegal action still going on. You know, well, we don't want you to do anything to this mm-hmm. Woodlake. You know, there's there's a couple, there's four or five women in Woodlake that I had to fight. You know, go through city council and <laughs> and do all this stuff to to make this neighborhood better. And yes. they, they, you know, they rather see, you know, the, the the illegal activity from, you know, homelessness is a problem here mm-hmm. and we got to come up with a solution to, to fix that. We got to, we got to find a way to have, create more jobs with, but California is tough. That's why everybody's leaving it. You know what yes. I mean? Because I mean, with the, with the regulations and the taxes and all that stuff, you know, I'm proud to be from Sacramento, but if I could do a build out for half the price in Nevada, opposed to California with all the regulations, you know, why would I, why wouldn't I take advantage of that opportunity? Yes. You know, business, business is business, mm-hmm. but until we do something different in the state of California, we're always going to be a behind eight ball. Our roads are always going to be bad. You're going to have the haves and the have nots. And you know what, you know, how can, you know, Bonds Valley, my foundation, which all the proceeds from our wines go to how Twin River School District. I didn't, I didn't go to Twin River School District. Mm-hmm. District. Mm-hmm. You know, I was in South Sac. I was in, I'm in District 7. That's in District 2. Mm-hmm. But I'm buying Chromebooks and whiteboards so our kids don't get left behind in distance learning. That's great. You know, we all pay the same. You know, I, all, all the money that we pay in taxes, how come our kids don't have the same opportunity? Mm-hmm. But also us as people and as a race, we have to do a better job at representing ourselves and our kids and our youth and getting them to dream and dream big and owning and supporting and our community, having businesses and owning businesses and spending in our community. Because if you don't spend in our community and support our communities, it will never change. Yes. Yeah. So did you have something else to add? No, no. You know, it's, 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 you know, it's like you always find an uphill battle, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, uphill battle, you know, and, uh, you know, like like I said, you know, you can't see, like, my best friend since, you know, Bob Dying, the pastor, based at Midtown, the house, the mm-hmm. house, not Bayside anymore, it's the house. Yes. You know, you know, and El Grove, you know, our, you know, our church looks like society. Mm-hmm. It has all types of denominations. Nice. Front, and that's what I want to be involved in. I, I, I don't think 
And I have a lot of friends that live in Granite Bay, Rockland, or mm-hmm. wherever. There's not there's nothing wrong with being successful. It's nothing wrong with providing and wanting to, you know, raise your family where you want to raise it. Mm-hmm. But a lot a lot of the same people come to our church, a lot of the same people are in my circle because they define Christianity the right way. You know, we're all disciples and we're all God's people. It doesn't matter where we live or where we grow up. No one's more important than anybody else. I like that. That's great. Um, so when, when you stopped playing pro ball, you came back to sack. What was your decision? Because you, you know, you've, you've been all, you've been all around the world, you know, like, you, you know, you, you started Milwaukee, San Diego, Cincinnati, why? Tampa, why come back? Tampa. Yeah, Tampa. <laughs> why Colorado? Why yeah. Sacramento? Like I know you're from here, but why did you make that decision? Being everywhere in the world, you could live anywhere. Why come back to your hometown of Sac? Because you just said it. It's my hometown, and for me to make a difference and make give these kids a chance, I had to let them see me and let me be part of the community and let me be part of their lives. Mm-hmm. So that they can dream big, so they mm-hmm. can say, you know what, he's from, you know, Candlewood Way. He's from District Seven. He went to John Steele and Kennedy. He played at Airport Little League, mm-hmm. and you know they had to be able to see me, and they had to be able to see me come back and contribute. So there is show them that there is another way to make it and, and do things. So, you know, I have trademark nine one six for life. You know, I I mean that's me. You know, I uh, I own that trademark because it's special to me. That's who I am. Mm-hmm. When they say great bond, it's nine one six for life because everybody in the surrounding area is important to me. Mm-hmm. And like I said, and that's one reason I felt that love growing up where I don't feel that love now. You know what I mean? I, I don't feel that love now. And and like I said, every, everyone has a right to their own opinion and their own say and what they want to believe in. But I'm, I'm glad I grew up in the times I grew up in because, like I said, my village had Caucasian, white, mm-hmm. Asian descent, Hispanic descent. You know, the, you know, the, there were Middle Easterners, Islanders, and that's what makes Sacramento special to me. I didn't see what was happening in in the South and all that other stuff until I experienced playing, you know, pro baseball. And I knew this was a special place for me. And I, you know, this is, this is, this is home, mm-hmm. you know, but, you know, to continue to grow and, you know, I think our city and our city council, which I am a part of, not part of city council. Cause you know, I have too many skeletons for that, but it's just, <laughs> uh, but, 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 but trying to do things different and, and, and make this a, a not just a good place for some people, but for all people. Yes. You, you, you know what I mean? All people deserve to have a chance to, to experience life-changing experiences. Yes. And there's a lot of good people, man. Like I said, from Fred, uh, from, you know, Mr. Anderson to the Luchettis to, you know, Phil Oates, you know, my boy, Charles, uh, you know, from McConey's and Sharif and all, I mean, there's so many good people I'm, I'm leaving out of time, mm-hmm. you know, Don Prenny, Ann Rat, Mark Anderson. Those people don't look like me, but they're good quality people that all people are important and they make a difference. Yes. And I'm sorry for all the people that I'm, le- I'm leaving out, but I'm just throwing out people from the top of my head, you know, mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, uh, that are, that that care about this community like I do, like I said, the Oates family, they're, they're tremendous. Uh, pool resources, 
you know, when uh, Mr. Poor was still alive, Don Printing. Uh-huh. They don't look like me. Yeah. But they volunteered. They volunteered to do all the printing for my foundation so we could go out there and raise money to help contribute to different, you know, areas of need, you know. And uh, like I said, we almost fed a million people during COVID, you know, from here to San Diego. Okay. From the Chromebooks and and from the Chromebooks and whiteboards to, you know, my my uh, Restore Hyper Wellness Center. I have one in Owens Plaza. You know, we gave all free immune IVs to, you know, the uh, first responders, okay. the, the essential workers. You know, like I said, man, to make our community better, everybody, you, you have to contribute to your community. Yes. But also us, also us in our, in our areas that aren't built up, we have to be able to find the resources or the city has to be able to allow us resources to, to, to bring our lower income areas up to par. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. But, but also us as people, nobody owes us anything. Hey, we're mm-hmm. in America. You know, I don't want to say you have the freedom, you have opportunities, maybe not the, all the opportunities that other people have, but you have opportunities to better your life. And mm-hmm. us, especially as African-American men, we got to do, and I'm around a ton of them today, you know, for the cause that we're, we're playing for today. But we have to do a better job, not just having kids, but raising kids and showing them how to be men and, and directing them in the right areas. And like I said, by it, you know, there's a ton of people that see this and say, oh, he's just saying this or he's that. And, you know, like me and Chief Han said, though, you know, it's hard when you're a person of color. And I'm sure you can attest to this. Because... You have the people that accept you because of what you do, and then you have the people that don't accept you because they think we think we're too good for them. You know, no, I'm still Greg Von, African American, yeah. born and raised in many of you. Mm-hmm. I'm just like you, but you know what? I was lucky. I took advantage of opportunities, mm-hmm. and I was in the right place at the right time. So we have opportunities, but but they're not all going to be the same. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, I feel their pain when they say that they're not the same. Yes. But we do have opportunities to go out there and, you know, like Rick, Rick Jennings, you know, your fathers for families and all those guys down there on Del Paso Boulevard. There's so many organizations, you know, the Macro Community Center. There's, there's so many organizations that uh, that do so many great things. Hey, you know, like I said, the house, you know, you know, in, in Midtown, our church. I mean, mm-hmm. being the homeless, you know, working, working with our kids, make sure these kids get food and all this other stuff. I mean. I mean, you know, you talk about Tara you talk about McCooney Foundation. They do a ton. All my best. You know, Kimberly Bone and her family, they do a tremendous, and they're up here in Rockland. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's a lot of people that do a lot of good things. And, you know, I'm just trying to say if we could start collaborating, you know, collab and come together, we could get much more done than we can by ourselves. Yes. You know, but we got we to gotta stop hating on each other. We got to stop robbing and killing and stealing from each other and come together and make these communities and give these kids a chance. Yes. Yes. Let's, uh, let's talk offline too, because I, you know, like there's a few things that I think I need to talk to you about, about, you know, me coming in and helping out where I can. And, you know, uh, because yeah, you know, like you you're saying like they'll pass a boulevard. Yeah. That's, that has like the biggest spotlight, but if you go, you like into Norwood and, you know, like some of the yes, North Gate area, you know, there's Main there's, Street, Main yeah, Street, exactly. You get, you get Main inside, Street, you get, Bell, yeah. you know, like yep. there's, there's all these communities out there, um, that, that do need the help. Um, you know, they're, they're building more schools, 
Um, they're building more housing over there, but I just think there needs to be, you know, a little bit more, especially like dealing with the community. Um, but uh, to to let, let's talk about your uh, nonprofit, your your uh, Vons Valley Foundation. How did this get started? And um, you know, I know you touched on it a little bit, but you know, just kind of elaborate um, what you're doing out there with the Vons Valley Foundation. Well, you know, the foundation was started because at first, uh, you know, I get a call. I was in Toronto, and my old my oldest son, uh, they told me he had diabetes, and I was like, diabetes? Hmm. I mean, like, I thought that was for older, out of shape people. I didn't know that was for. But then they explained it was juvenile. So that's when your pancreas stops making insulin. You're insulin dependent. And so along with Pastor Bob or Bob Ballion, I call him Bob, you know what I mean? And funny story, he's riding with me now. You know, I say it all the time. He's in Milwaukee with me. And uh, three days later after he came home, he said, hey, man, you know, successful construction company, doing doing good things, but Bob's always cared about people, you know, playing on all those great Kennedy basketball teams. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been friends for forever. And he said, I think I'm going to be a pastor. I was like, huh? <laughs> and he said, I think I'm going to be a pastor. And I was like, really? And I was like, okay. I said, did I play that bad? <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know what I mean? But so, but, but he sat on the board and, you know, me and Bob talked and, you know, he helped me, uh, Anita Gilbert, you know, there was, there was, like I said, there was uh, Brian Bedford. There were so many people that, that came out to try to form this foundation to uh, raise money to help try to find a cure for uh, diabetes. And then I didn't want to be pigeonholed just into diabetes because mm-hmm. I wanted to be community-based sort of thing. So I wanted to be able to, you know, to be able to do what I wanted to do whatever needed to be done at that particular time, you know, with COVID to be almost to feed a million people, uh, you know, school districts, whiteboards, I mean, all scholarships, you know, and, it, and the scholarships that we started, it wasn't for people that played sports. It was mm. for people living under the poverty line. Mm. Okay. You know, we were able to buy and, and go out and provide Christmas presents and turkeys and stuff for people during the holiday season. So those kids would be able to, you know, have a holiday season. That's, that's wonderful. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Bonsvalley.org. Yeah. We're still going. Okay. And you know, my work, you know, like I said, I'm like, I'm a disciple. We're all blessed. And you know, if I'm blessed, I think I wouldn't be doing the Lord right if I wasn't blessing other people. That's amazing. So tell tell me about this pickleball. What 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 uh, what the heck is pickleball? How did you get, how did you get involved with it? And you know, like just just a little. I, I looked it up. I, I'm still a little confused. <laughs> what what's pickleball? So you take so you take a wiffle ball where we all play with younger, and you take a paddle, and you have a kitchen, and you have a smaller tennis court, and you, and it's the fastest growing sport. In, in, in the world and and right now you know like I said at a rush rush park they have pickleball courts and that organization approached me and said hey we want to name a building and get you know four covered pickleball areas so we can broaden the horizon and give kids a 
different opportunity that they would never have. And so we're still haven't raised the money. We're still working on it. You know what I mean? And we try to raise money too, because now once we get these kids and open up their eyes and get them off to these tablets, gaming, now I don't want to say anything, take anything from gaming, but just get them outside to be able to exercise. And, but this new life experiences. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a professional league of pickleball. You know, there's a lot of people of color that play, but now we we're down, now we're able to not just feed them, but we're able to mentor them. We're able to give them to meet people like you and other people that would not be in their lives and uh, otherwise. And we can keep it now that it's covered. So if we can raise four hundred fifty thousand dollars, we can cover four courts, but we're able to touch millions of lives in the Sacramento area because not only is it, is it about the sport, it's about being able to, like I said, mentor and give them different eye-opening experiences or. or to change their thought process, mm-hmm. you know, and so they can say it's okay to be successful. It's okay to be smart. It's okay to get good grades. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, there's so many times I go to schools and these kids will have my backpacks and all this other stuff. And they have a 0.08 or one eight. I tell them, I say, y'all don't love nobody. You know, mm-hmm. I love my mom. I love my grandmother. I love, sorry about that. And when, I, you know, and I said, no, if you did, you would do a better job. Mm-hmm. You, you would do a better job. If you're going to be here, don't waste time. Uh-huh. If you're going to be here, do not waste time. But we also have to give them the tools to, you know, because, you know, we don't know what it is at home. You know, I, I realize that, you know, there's a lot of mental health in our, in our uh, race. There's a lot of situations that we grew up that a lot of people don't have to experience. Uh-huh. And, and, so there's a lot of things that these that affect these kids that you know we try to soften the blow or or, or get them help for. Okay. All right. So we're we're at the next we're at our next uh, our next section here. You got you got a a couple seconds to play a couple games, and then we'll get out Let's of here. It. All right. We Let's got a top five. You've been all around the world. I need Greg Vaughn's top five cities to visit. Top five, I would say Lake Tahoe, San Francisco. I would say Chicago. I would say Toronto. Okay. And, and, and you have to, I mean, New York for three days is good. You know what I mean? New York for three days. All right. But before that, I have to throw San Diego, of course. I mean, living there, playing there. The, 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 it's perfect every day. Yes. San Diego just grew on me like these last couple years. Um, I don't know why I didn't like it before. I think it was just because I was broke going to San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, so, hey you, you, you got to have a different bank account. Yeah. That's around Southern California. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Let me get you top five MLB players of all time. I think we already said a few of them, but. Give me a top five MLB, dead or alive, Greg Vaughn. Oh, Hank Aaron, Willie Mays, Barry Bonds. I would say Tony Gwynn has to be in there. Mm-hmm. But but I say probably Roberto Clemente. Oh, okay. Nice. All right, so we're at the end here. At the end, we do a section called Coming In Hot. Any topic that you want, anything on the top of your mind, we did talk about a lot of stuff. But 
We need you to come in hot on a topic that you would like to come in hot on. So, Greg Vaughn, it is time to come in hot. What you got, Greg? Yeah, you know what? You know, enough hate has been said. It's just, you know, it's just love on one another. You know, treat people like we want to be treated. You know what I mean? It's that old adage that you hear when you're five years old. You know, and uh, I think we need to quit rewarding kids for doing things that they're supposed to do. <laughs> I think I think timeouts and trophies have ruined a lot of people. You know, uh, when we didn't put our chairs on the desk, we had to write the sentences for 500 times. I will put my chair on the desk. I'll put my chair on the desk. If they do it, they get a gold card. If they don't, they don't. They don't. Nothing. There's no repercussions. Mm-hmm. So I think we have to get back and find a way to implement some of the old with the new because it's our generation that has given these kids so much that we forgot to give them that what made us. Yes. That is hot. Great job. Go ahead and uh, plug, plug all the stuff you need to plug any social media that you need to plug. Go right ahead. Oh yeah. You know, 23 wines.com. I want to thank the E2 uh, family uh, winery and Lodi who gave me an opportunity and a chance to uh, live out a dream. You know, like I said, being from Medivue and owning businesses and now I have my own wine brand, 23 wines.com. You know, uh, Greg Vaughn 23 on all handles. Uh, you can find me. You can reach out to me. And, 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 you know, like I said, let's collab and, you know, come together because we can fight and, and accomplish so much more working together instead of working independently. Yes, I'm, I'm down for all that. Um, thank you so much, the living legend, Greg Vaughn in the building for those delicious hot chicken sandwiches. Holla at me, www.nashandproper.com. Check out at Nash and Proper, at Coming In Hot, at Jeff Cease if you want to holler at me directly. Thank you for listening this week. We love you. Peace out. See ya. Peace.